Hello and welcome to the first Daft Apeth podcast. My name is Ted. Um, I do this with my friends Ryan and Tom. It's mainly us just having a few drinks and talking shit. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter uh, at udaftapeth. Enjoy. See you later. said to me or oh, she said can somebody please pass me a uh, poppadon and I said it's not a poppadon it's a tortilla and she said it's okay I don't like Chinese food anyway <laughs> <laughs> about a date she's just been on when she's eating a bag of Maltesers and um, like she's saying to my mates oh yeah I remember we're, um, she's like words about this effect she was like uh, we're sort of getting down to it and then I have a seizure and they're like oh my god that's so embarrassing and she goes oh well luckily he didn't notice and then she like grasps grasps the Malteser packet and shakes her hand like mimicking a seizure and all the Maltesers fly out like so, 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 so the Maltese people have thought. Do you know what would be really good if we make it look like our bag of Maltesers is someone grasping really tightly the shaft of a penis while she's having a seizure, and the Maltesers can be the spunk. <laughs> That's shocking. That's what their advert is. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Wanking off a bag of Maltesers. Imagine spunking off Maltesers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would hurt. That would hurt, yeah. <laughs> you have to see the shape of the Maltesers. <laughs> it looks like someone forcing a marble down a straw with my penis. I guess snakes swallowing an egg. <laughs> <laughs> The reverse of that. <laughs> oh, that. What noise would you make? That <laughs> they should have used it on that scene, that would have been so obvious. If they'd have gone into the, um, you know, those tubes you get, like Smarties or Milky Bones, cardboard tubes. Should have more teeters in that. <laughs> 
And just have, have the bag, have a bag of them coming out the bottom. Two of Maltesers is a shaft. Yeah. And yeah, two bags at the bottom. And that squeezes it hard, the top bears stuff, and then they'll But it's not two bags, is it? It's, it's one bag, two balls, two Maltesers. <laughs> big Maltesers. They've also got, they've got two new products there. Children Maltesers and Big Maltesers. The King Maltesers. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to eat like an apple. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to eat like an apple, Ted, because the warm for your hand would make the chocolate melt. What are you going to do? Well, you just make them fall. Not touch you. You have to put your hands behind your back. <laughs> Bob for it. <laughs> so on the subject of kids, in the news this week, there's a story about uh, a Chinese company that are making robot babysitters. See them? <laughs> like, and you just leave your kid with them? Well, they claim that you can leave your kid for up to like two hours or more, completely unsupervised, apart from this this machine. <sighs> That's got to be pretty uh, blase about the safety of your kid there, don't you, if you get one of them in? It's alright, she's with a robot. <laughs> what what could go wrong? Has it got how oh, dexterous is this robot? It it can like respond to a certain number of questions, or, like things that the kid will say, and it's got a screen on it, like an iPad. For what screen. age? What age kid? I guess like toddler age, you know, two. What two? To four. When they're up and active, walking around. <sighs> These are all questions that need to be asked. There's a whole new market there we need to know about. Robot babysitters. How do you feel about that ethically? Technology would have to advance, advance quite a lot if you had someone that was dexterous enough to chase a toddler. <laughs> what are you, to chase, that's a strange... Well, if, if they're running around... <laughs> they might have to hunt, they might to have hunt a, 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 a can of pop or something. It's going to have to be really sophisticated if we can stalk. <laughs> if he wants to creep up, he needs to be dexterous. The risk is, the main risk is that at some point your robot will gain consciousness. <laughs> and just, just start going around pulping children. And when, we'll have to stop it. Just compacting children into very small cubes. <laughs> and building cities at home. It's a bad thing. I'm going to go out there and say it's a bad thing. A child will die soon. The 
third time using the same bitch and asked for some of the honey. Oh fuck's sake. <laughs> that was uh, it was actually Tesco <laughs> when I went to um So yeah, I went for some honey and I couldn't see it on the shelves. Um so and there was a woman who worked there stacking shelves and I went up and said, Excuse me, have you got any honey? And she went, Honey and I went, Yeah, honey and she went, Is that is that like a sauce? I said, no, uh, honey, the, the stuff that that stuff that comes from bees. <laughs> Describe the process. And, and she goes, honey. Yeah, honey, H-O-N-E-Y, honey. And she's like, I don't, I don't think we do that. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure you do. And she's like, hang on. And then where we were stood, you could see... We're right on the end of an aisle, and you could see over the uh, the self-service checkouts over to the tills in the corner, and there was another guy working on those tills in that corner, and she shouts over to this guy, "Do we have any uh, honey?" And when she paused before saying honey, she looked at me as if I'd lost my mind, and the guy on the checkout went, "Honey," <laughs> <laughs> and she went, "Yeah." Honey, uh, H O, and then looks at me, and I got the guy H O N E Y, honey, and this guy also didn't know what I was talking about, and then a third member of staff walks onto the shop floor from out the back, and he sees us having this conversation between the three of us across the floor, and he says, "Is everything all right?" And I went, "Look, have you got any honey?" And he goes, "Honey, fuck <laughs> off." Seriously, this is exactly what happened, and. <laughs> And, and, and like at this point, I'm starting to think, like, if <laughs> I maybe honey doesn't even exist. Yeah, if I, is, is honey a concept that just exists solely in my imagination? And but there was a woman on the self-service checkout who was absolutely pissing herself. She was in hysterics. <laughs> so I turned to her and I was fucking Right, I turned, I turned to her and said, "Am I saying the right word?" And she went, "Yeah, honey." And all three of them went. Oh, honey! Yeah, it's just down there. <laughs> so, Ray. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the... <laughs> Do you want to talk about the time you set that house on fire? Oh, why? I didn't... It wasn't a house, it was a bungalow. <laughs> um, okay. well, it wasn't fully ablaze. Okay, let's go back. Hang on. Let's go back to the... <laughs> okay. Let's go. That's all right then. Let's go back. Let's uh, go back to the beginning. So oh, it's like how long ago is this? How old were you? Thirteen, maybe twelve. Right. Okay. Okay. Old enough to know better, but okay. So you were out. We were out with your mates, or were you on your own? I was with friends. Right and. You thought... Good group of lads. <laughs> Good lads. Talk lads, yeah. 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 Okay. So you thought, I'll just set fire to this house. No, I didn't intentionally set fire to the house because it was a bungalow. <laughs> okay, so you thought, I'll just but set fire to this bungalow. bungalow. No, not a house, is it? it? A bungalow is a house, yeah. yeah well, but, you live there, it's a home, isn't it? People have got an image, if you say house, of like a, a two up, two down. Whereas this was... Bungalow would burn down much quicker, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, just a one up. But it was empty. 
was it empty? It did you check it? Empty. Did you check it first? Empty. Yeah, I knew it was empty because I knew the guy. The guy used to live in there, tuned my guitar for me. Oh, that's nice of him. So you yeah. burnt down his house. <laughs> he didn't live there anymore. But did you look? Did you go inside the property and check there wasn't like a vagrant? No, because there? I want. Listen, this it got out of hand. I set fire to some paper in a bin shed. Okay. And it escalated. So was that was that like attached to the house? Yeah, it was attached to the bungalow. Yeah. Attached to the bungalow, so are they... <laughs> he's not going to let it be, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. It was just a fucking bungalow. Yeah. At worst, there was a pensioner in there. Who cares? So this um, this bin shack is attached to this bungalow, <laughs> and you're out with your mates. Is it like during the day or at night? Probably mid-afternoon. Okay, like a school day, I imagine. Not a school day, right, no, okay. I, didn't, I have a twag. Right, okay. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me just ask you two have conversed about bringing this sort of shit up on the podcast. Correct, assholes. <laughs> so this is I'm you, not going to retaliate now. Well, so we you walking around around <laughs> in your in your little uh, estate where you lived with your mates, and you see this abandoned bungalow, and you see this bin shack. Was it like wooden? What was it made of? It was, um, it had a red door. <laughs> right. It was made of bricks, okay. but it had a wooden red door. Okay. So any, any we, house you keep your wheelie being in it. Right, okay. So, um, so we're getting pinched by kids you, like me. It was full of paper, like junk. Or did yeah. you put the paper in there? Whole Daily Mills. Right, Whole Daily Mills, yeah, yeah. okay. And, um, like, did you, was it your idea? Was it peer pressure or were you shown off? I or? don't really know. I can't remember. But it was you that lit the match? I'm pretty certain, yeah. Okay. So you lit... F- I was a... Pretty much everyone on my estate was a firebug. Like, <laughs> the... After... <laughs> well, there's only the kids in my friendship group were, so after bonfire night... It's not enough for them, bon- The bonfire would still be going three days later. People would be setting that fire going again on the way to school in the morning. And speaking of bonfire night, I once saw a kid put a tin of baked spaghetti oops on a bonfire. And he was, up to, he was walking towards the fire. He used to always put like aerosols in it and stuff because they would properly go explode. Explode. Yeah, yeah. And there was a tin of, uh, okay. the tin of spaghetti oops on there. Uh, actually, minestrone soup. So it would have been really fucking warm. And the tin burst. And went on this kid. The kid who put it in? No, this other kid. Okay. Who was going to prod something in the fire. And I saw him two days later in the park. And he still had spaghetti <laughs> oops in his ear. Well, that gives you an idea of the type of place Ryan, where Ryan grew up. It so, let's go back to the... He always picks up horse shit. Let's go back to your ass. Let's go back to the time you were an arsonist. But, like... Didn't you, I remember you telling me before that when you were like four year old, your dad used to let me... Four years old is way, that's bollocks. You're, that's what you told me. You're exacerbating what, what the situation. Did he yeah. say he was allowed to watch horror movies? When did Aliens come out on VHS? I don't know, mate. It came out in the 70s though, so you were... Aliens? Maybe early 80s. So it came out of cinema in the 80s. Right, so how old were you when your uh, when your 
when you used to watch Aliens and The Thing every other night, on alternate nights, with your dad? Maybe, I must have been, not four. Okay. Five? I would say, nah, maybe seven or eight. Okay, so four years before you started this fire. The reason I'm that, the Are you suggesting that the link? There's a link between me watching Aliens and starting a fire in a bungalow. Well, both the Aliens and the Thing, don't they both use fire as a weapon? The Thing, he has a flamethrower, doesn't he? Famously. And but Aliens, that's one of the few that, weapons they've got. That is absolute bullshit. Wow, I'm just, I'm just, but it's just a hypothesis. I mean, I don't well, it's an absolute bullshit yeah, hypothesis. They're both like, I mean, for a fireball, you used to go quite it and watch that bullshit. I don't know what's bullshit. For a, <laughs> for a fireball, how the, how the mind works. For a fireball, you must have got quite a kick out of that, of those blasting aliens with um, fire. The purifying flame. Well, speaking of getting a kick, I once um, threw a snowball. <laughs> There's this guy called Andy who used to live in an upstairs flat in our close. Yeah. And if it snowed, we'd snowball people's windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of ice bugs around your neighbourhood, wasn't Yeah, there? ice bugs. So we snowballed this guy's window, and for some reason, his then girlfriend opened the window and said, Will you stop throwing snowball? As she before she finishes the sentence, a snowball hits her in the face. <laughs> So she said, we used that phrase, no! <laughs> and we all shattered ourselves and ran off, and he chased us. How old were you at this age? I don't know, maybe 12. I could say same age. Same age. Yeah, the lights were the thing. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> This morning. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I haven't. It was like a few weeks ago, it was pretty late. I think it was a Saturday night. And Bullseye was just starting. I was like, right, I'll watch this while I finish my drink. And it was, uh, I enjoyed it so much that I watched it for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's so unpolished. It's it's fucking brilliant to watch it. It's so like unprofessional. Like he starts off, you have all six contestants on a big grey couch, all looking uncomfortable, and Jim Bone goes down there and makes small talk with them. And it's like he's like re he, Jim Bone's wrestling any ounce of entertainment he can get out of it. It's really bad. All the men look like Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, <laughs> always got tashes and they got just massive beard and those big glasses. There was a contestant on when I watched it called there was a woman called Nikki Cocaine. And well a big bag of gack <laughs> When they got to that bit there was a, one of the prizes was a fourteen inch colour TV. And, uh, and one of them was into it's a Chinese wok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never heard. I've never but heard Chinese book before. Wok before. I think as unpolished as Bullseye was, it would be improved if Tony Green and Jim Boy were on GAC. <laughs> That'd be absolutely brilliant. He wouldn't be as calm, would he, when you're on the go to the hockey? Is she call a TV? <laughs> 
Take your time, don't take your time. <laughs> take your time. Hurry <laughs> up. They have these two guys who got to the final from uh, Washington, which is like a town near Sunderland. Yeah, a working class town. And they um, they got there and they these two probably like salt of the earth guys, they won uh, the 14-inch colour TV uh, and like a, a tennis outfit. And the complete works of Jane Austen. And so they went for the they went for the men, the mystery prize, and they won that and that was a kitchen and that thankfully that also included the Chinese walk. So yeah. That must have finished your night off really well. You go to bed there was a better walk. There was a better one after that. They got to the final and these uh they won a load of prizes, so they didn't want to go for the mystery prize. So they said, no, we'll, we'll, we've got like £410 here. And there's this old old guy, this old guy, and uh, this like young man, in like 18 to 20, and let's say he's called Johnny. And the old guy says, oh, Johnny's like, he's planning to go to Australia next year. Um, and he's been saving up for us, so this money's going to go a long way to help him. So we don't want to risk it. So we're not going to go for the mystery prize. Pretend, right? And then they, um, they, they did their handshakes and left. Then he, so he calls the the next highest scorers out, and they were happy with their money, so they didn't want to go for it either. So they called the last two out. They went for it, won the mystery prize, and the mystery prize was uh, all expenses paid trip to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it that was the first episode of daft apeth if you'd like to get in touch we're on twitter at you daft apeth that's why are you daft apeth we're not sure how many of these podcasts will do um we're not very organized maybe every other month um, if you subscribe to the podcast or follow us on Twitter, then you'll get to find out when the next one's up. Cheers. Thanks for listening. See ya.